0: Okay, social media, thank you for joining us once again. We, we thank you. We pray that you've had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, today, we're going to continue on Lesson 2. Last couple of weeks ago, we started a new series on how to love difficult people. How to love difficult people. And so the title of the lesson today is, here's a phrase that we may be familiar with. It's, it's just too hard. It's just too hard. And so anybody ever said that when it comes to loving difficult mm-hmm. people?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. too hard. I'm going to read this part from the outline. It says when it comes to loving people who are hard to love or forgiving someone for who has caused us pain, there's one statement that we often hear people making. It's just, it says just too hard. So I want to go start out with the um, scripture. Let's go to Matthews chapter 5. We're going to start with verse 43. I'm going to read that from the New Living Translation. Matthew chapter 5. We're going to start with verse 43. We're going to read to Verse 48. This is Jesus talking. He said, You've heard the law that says, Love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, Love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you will bring, you'll be acting as two children of your Father in heaven. For he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good. And he sent rain on the just. And the unjust alike. If you love only those who love you, what reward is there? Is there for that? Even corrupt <coughs> tax collectors do that much. If you are, to, if you are kind, or you are kind only to your friends, how are how are you different from anyone else? Even pagans do that. But you are to be perfect even as your Father in heaven is perfect. Now, would y'all say when you read that scripture, would you say that it's too difficult to do? Mm -hmm. Difficult Mm
2: -hmm.
3: it's not impossible.
2: I thought it was funny. In verse 46, it says, even the text text collectors, and Matthew was a tax collector. (laughs) He had a conflict of interest Mm
0: -hmm. there. Mm. All right, so he, he made a good point. So he's saying that, okay... It's saying here, it's, if you can love only those who treat you nice, he said, anybody can do that. Mm-hmm. So, we're talking about loving difficult people. So, anybody can love anybody that's nice to them. But we're talking about, Jesus says, can okay, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you.
2: I had a friend of mine, the Lord told him to bring people into his house. And he went out and you know brought some really bad people into the house, and this went on pretty good for about a year. Then the time came. He woke up one morning and all the valuables were gone. And he said he lost his mind and he was telling God, "Why did you tell me to do this? Look at this!" And, and the Lord told him, "Be quiet. Get used to it." If you're going to do that, if you're going to love the unlovable, this things, the kind of stuff's going to happen.
0: Yeah, but this goes counterculture. I mean, oh, this really goes against your flesh. It does. Because human nature says, if you treat me bad, <laughs> then guess what? When I was studying that, when we talked about that song the guy made, the guy said, try Jesus. Don't try me.
4: Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> I throw hands. And so he's only doing what, you know, what his flesh tells him to do. And so... He's like, I'm not going to love anybody. It's difficult, but that's it's easy, I mean, to just go with your flesh. But we're talking about doing what Jesus said. He says, hey, you know, um, love your enemies, pray for those that persecute you. And so we see here that, hey, it's, it really is going to take last time we talked about the God kind of love. To do this it takes the holy spirit ability to do to love people because you're going to say this phrase and i know i've said it okay i have told god this is too hard this is way too hard to do this because i can't do this in my own strength
2: but the reward is there that you that you get a, a child of the father and i wonder if that's a rank that's a little higher than the average saint if you're going through that and you become a, a child of the father when you Pray for those that are despitefully using you, you know?
5: Mm -hmm. I think Jesus, when he did that, when he, you know, was loving the difficult people and trying to set an example, as he saw through, he saw through better than anybody, you know? Mm -hmm. He had that kind of wisdom and he, you know, was dependent on the Holy Spirit that he saw why they were difficult, you know, why they acted the way they did. And that's why I think he reached out to. People that, you know, he didn't, you know, other people were like, no, I would not go near them, you know, because he saw a root recognition. I, I can
2: deal with difficult people for a short time. I don't know, whatever, the time might be a day or a week or a month, but when it gets to a certain point, I want to make space between myself and them, you know. Yeah. I've tried many times, and I, it's hard to say, but in a permanent relationship with someone who wants to use and abuse you, and they're nasty, and, you know.
0: But I like what Julie said. I mean, she talking about Jesus. Yeah. Okay. So Jesus, that was his thing. To love difficult people. Everybody in this room was difficult. And so I think that's the mindset. If y'all agree with it, keep the hey, Okay. We've always got to keep in the forefront. Okay. Jesus loved me in my mess and my stuff. And he was patient with me when I was out there and doing my stuff. And so, and I think what happens is when we, as, you know, Gene was saying, we, we kind of lose sight of that, you know, one person that's, you know, we're dealing with his loved one, whoever it is, yeah. and we're dealing with them. And so we kind of, and of course they get on our nerves and doing things. And, and so it's so easy to get lost in what they're doing and forget about, as Julie said, okay, Jesus loved us.
5: In that time,
0: what if He had said it was too hard?
5: Yeah, but I think you know, it's like instead of what what are they doing? It's like why are they doing it? Right. You know, like um. You know, I remember <clears throat> the testimony actually. Um, one of Andrew one of the healing journeys. Um, worship Waller. He had had like a heart healing things like that. Anybody's familiar with his name, his testimony, but um, he talked about how he got saved and he was a. Like a British form of a Chippendale before that, and he did a lot of wild stuff, crazy things. And he said he went to a church meeting a friend or somebody by name, I think. And anyway, they were all chatting with him and stuff after service or before, you know, just getting to know him. And, and there he told what he, you know, he did for a living. Nobody judged him or anything. They were just like, well, do you like that? Do you like doing it? And he kind of stopped it himself, and he was like, no one ever asked him, did he like what he did? And it got him to think of it. So he's like, you sinner, you know, he just, he was able to think through, it and God ended up touching him that night. And he got saved and stuff. And anyway, but it was just the point, you know, like getting to the heart of the matter. So you're
2: looking poor, Jesus. He he chose the dirty dozen. And he was with them for three years, mm-hmm. so he had a rough time probably the first six months, I guess.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Was it blind Bartimaeus by, by that was saying, "Jesus, have mercy on me"? hmm And then what? Was it, were the disciples or were other people that kept telling him to be quiet? I thought the disciples were telling him be quiet. Um do you guys know?
2: That they said that on several occasions, mm-hmm. I think. But it
4: was the disciples? Yeah, yeah. And it's mm-hmm. like that isn't don't isn't that just crazy? Like Jesus is the healer. So what what made them tell him? You be quiet. You the same quiet. reason they told the kids to stay like, away
2: from me. He said, no, bring the little kids to me.
4: So they are, so that's a culture, like the poor man was blind, and that's how you're gonna like that's the opposite of love. And it was it is it a culture, was it a culture thing to treat people that way? Isn't that a terrible way to treat people? Well,
2: those cultures back then they're way different than ours.
4: So is that because that's why I don't understand, they're like saying. Be quiet! Be quiet! You know, don't tell me what to do. Well,
1: I, I guess I guess it's like if you think about how people will respond to somebody who's panhandling today, right?
6: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, now you may be patient after that first or second person, but once you get to that third, fourth, mm-hmm. or fifth person, you might get you know a little attitude, like well, y'all need to leave me alone. Mm-hmm. And I guess you know if you think about Jesus, right? And this is his this is his entourage. What is a what is an entourage normally do when they're they're, they're, they're protect, like yeah. protecting people? Okay? Yeah. So I guess you know if 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 I could look at it, look at it from the outside in, I could say, well, they they probably felt like they was protecting him yeah. or kind of keeping people at bay,
2: and they are all trying to get brownie points from him anyway. <laughs> Because when the two brothers were fighting over, who's going to sit in his right hand? And they're, so they had like inside bickering going on between those guys. Yeah. That's
0: a good answer. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Verse 45, it says, In that way you will be acting as two children of your father in heaven. It says, For he gives his son like both to the evil and the good. May sins rain on the just and the unjust alike. So God, even the evil people, He said, "I'm a good. I'm good to them." Even the difficult people, He says, "I'm still gonna treat them the same as well as I do." Um, the it good seems ones. so unfair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from yeah, from now you well that seems unfair, but He's like, okay, we. He said, "If we do this, we acting like Him, the Father." Both he says he's in rain on good and so mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he's blessing both of them, even though one of them is difficult, another one's not. So he treats them
6: equally. Yeah, you know, I was thinking, um, when Jesus was in the garden and he was tussling, you know, he we were unlikable, he didn't like us at that
4: point,
6: right? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you know, I don't think he was happy with having kind of the whole world's sins on him. and You know, dying for people who, you know, that he was not guilty and that, you know, that did him wrong. You know, I mean, he was that was the forefront. He was just like, I got to deal with this, you know, Mm -hmm. and he had to confront that. And what did he do? He finally submitted and said, not my will, but thy will be done. And I guess that's when it comes to unlovable people. You know, we have to put our sacrifice our way to make God's way be known. And
2: when he was through all that, where was his disciples at? Sound asleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. <laughs> he was there asleep. He was going through all that.
0: Okay. Read from now. line. It says, um, so when it comes to this statement, um, this is just too hard. It said this can't be true because God's will never commands us to do something that's too hard to do. Okay. Some things may be hard. but They are not too hard. Sagana and empowers his people to do difficult things at times. He comes along <laughs> alongside us and helps us do anything he asks us to do. So if we believe it's too hard, we've quit before we've ever tried. Mm-hmm. So if you believe that love and difficulty is too hard, he says you quit. If you have that mindset, you say, you know what, this is too hard. I can't do it. Go back what he said. God, He never commands us to do something because guess what? He tells us to do it. Then He gives us the ability what we need to do it. And so He's saying this is the mindset we have to have have when it comes to say, okay, it's not too hard. It may be hard, but it's not too hard. But it says it. But if we believe that, if God, with God's help, we can do anything we need to do then we will then we are well on our way to success. So you have to have a mindset that okay I can do this.
4: Well that brain can do this. Right. Oh yeah. We, we
3: Holy Spirit. Right.
4: But it does tie that. into a, um you guys can answer. Cause in what in Mark five or something, I'm like, I want I'm I'm taking the word try out of my vocabulary and then you know when Jesus, the two fish stories, but the one where he said, go and cast your net on the other side.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: And um, and then I said, you know what Jesus didn't say? Go try it. Isn't that the same? And so, um, and lo and behold, what Jesus said happened. But I think, don't we have also, like, it's too hard, but. Do we have an idea in our head? Well, well, I'll try it. It's like subconscious. Well, I'll try it, and then if it was hard or didn't work, but it's so interesting. Jesus did Jesus say, Well, go give it a try. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? It's like this, it's no matter what Jesus said, He did He say, Go try it. Then how come we think, Well, I'll just go try it? It didn't work, I tried it, but he didn't say go try. Mm-hmm and then <clears throat> lo and behold
1: just what Jesus said it happened the fish and then the coin from mm. the taxes yeah mm. i mean in this that that comes with having a uncompromised faith in what god's word says because you know in this natural world we 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 look up every day and we see the contradictions we see things that are not in accordance to God's will. And that stuff talks back to us. And that's what, what we're mean? fighting. Like, okay, when you're when a person is sick, a believer's sick, that's not God's will, right? No. Right. No. But but that that pain, that illness is talking back.
4: Yeah.
1: It's talking back. It's saying, no, you sick. So the, the battle is your physical experience versus God's word. And that's the rest, that's, that's the fight. Right, and that's just what mm-hmm. In the
3: faith camp.
7: You know, I was looking. Go ahead, Kevin. Oh, I, I was just looking at that, these whole passages of scriptures in the whole content, and it's like, you know, leading up to it, you know, Jesus in four, because it's like Matthew is the only one, the gospel with it called Sermon on the Mount, I guess it's called, you know, he seems to be the only one that wrote about this and wrote it this way. And leading up to it, Jesus says in chapter four, the kingdom of heaven is, is at hand, you know? And so he's like, he healed like people were coming to him and he was healing everybody, all kinds of sicknesses, all kinds of disease, everybody brought to him. It was like all different places. It says his fame went about. So they were hearing from in Syria and says Decapolis and, and Galilee and Jerusalem. And it was just like everywhere people were hearing him. So it was like a lot of people were there and he healed everybody and everybody got what they needed. And then so all of that was supernatural. You know, it couldn't be done by them. It only could be done by God at that time because he hadn't empowered man to do it yet. So then he just started teaching them. And that loving your enemy was totally opposite, it seems like, it up till that time. Because it's like Romans. It was like they were supposed to not like Romans. to hate Rome. Because Rome had them under their thumb. So it was okay and cool and everybody understood we don't like romans we like one another and if we could come up with a way to knock them off and kill them all really even we're gonna do it but right now they are more powerful than we are so that ain't gonna happen and i think that's why a lot of them looking for jesus they thinking that that's what he was coming there to do to restore the kingdom and overthrow rome So he was teaching them. And so basically that same supernatural ability that he did, healing and new and all that, he's telling them, okay, love the enemy. And like what Terry mentioned, it's, it's, I mean, we just got to be willing to say, okay, I'm willing to do it. But then the power comes from God to actually be able to carry that out. Loving enemies, just like that power comes from God. So we can heal the sick, or so we can, you know, cast out demons and all of that stuff. It's God's supernatural power now bestowed upon us to love our enemies.
3: In the faith there's a saying okay. someone says, I think that's where Romans 5 5 comes in. I think that's 5
6: 5. Do no, the love of God shed abroad in our hearts?
0: All right, say it again. Go ahead. Um. What were you saying? Oh, I was saying
6: I think that the scripture Romans 5.5, 5, I believe it's 5.5, 5, uh-huh. where the love of God was shed abroad in our hearts, given to us by the Holy Spirit. God's love.
0: That's right.
6: Just saying what Kevin was saying, you know, we uh-huh. need we need to be we need to have God's love to do this. Right.
2: Some of the sweetest people I ever met were Christians some of the meanest, ugliest people I ever met were Christians. <laughs> you know? I mean, both sides of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I used to be in the car business. So we had this lady who had stickers all over the back of her van. When she came in, everybody ran. Nobody, <laughs> no, oh my. No, nobody wanted to wait on her because she was so mean.
3: Well, we've heard Creflo said numerous times, you've never been cussed out until you've been cussed yeah. out by a
4: spirit-filled yeah. <laughs> lady. <laughs> Well, what you said about faith tried you, like what, what, did, that part, I don't remember. Um, like, what does that mean, faith? I've heard, because I was thinking, well, I tried that faith stuff and it didn't work. But yeah, you know, the well, faith tried faith you. Faith tried you. You found you wanting. Oh, okay. All
0: right. So let's go to the next scripture. Let's go to Philippians chapter four. Uh, I'm just going to, I'm going to start it verse... Uh, I'm gonna read this from the King James Version. Then I'm gonna read it from the um I'm just gonna read one verse from the Amplified verse. We're gonna focus on verse thirteen. It said, But now I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at the last you care for me care of me have flourished again, wherein ye were also careful, but ye lacked the opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be a base, and I know how to abound everywhere, and in all things I am instructed both to be, to be full and to be hungry both to be abound and to suffer need. But here's the verse, he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now I'm going to read that from there. It says here, I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. So listen to how the amplifier says, hey, talking about inner strength. And of course, we talking about the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. He said, I can do all things. So when we come to this phrase, it's just too hard. No, here's what Paul was saying. I can do all things. But he says, what? Through Christ, I can do it. Not into my own strength. And I think we... I know myself, I try to do some my own strength.
2: Mm-hmm. We all do.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we try to do it in your own strength. And then when you fail, you're like, okay. But it is in his strength that you have to tap into and access and do this. Because you can't do this in your own strength.
3: Don't you think that there's a general ignorance in the body of Christ in how to engage the fruit of the Spirit? You, yeah. People can quote them to you, but then you yeah. say, "Well, okay. How do you activate that? How, how do you yield to?" It? Don't have a clue. Right. You
2: got to be led by the Spirit and everything. When you're led, everything will work. When you're doing it on your own, not necessarily. Yeah, but
3: I'm saying people don't understand how how to do that. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, they they need to learn the fellowship with God and, and know know His voice. Then when He tells you to do something, you have confidence it was Him.
5: more you walk with God, the more you talk with him and stuff, let him work on you immortal what I was
6: talking
5: about that today about the uh, effortless change teaching that Andrew does. And mm-hmm. He would always talk about, you know, like the plants, going to go, well, oh, I just really need to bear the fruit. I need to grow that fruit so bad, and you know, I'm going to strain over it, and something goes, no, it just naturally does it. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, you know, the more the nutrients and the things and you become that tree, the more the fruit will grow.
2: Yeah, you renew your mind, and you and you learn to hear his voice and respond to it, and everything works all the time. Yeah. Otherwise, you're doing what you want to One
3: do. I think there's also, well, maybe at the beginning, until you're full, there's a time that you just simply stop and inward acknowledging Lord, I'm, I'm going to yield. Well, until you get to a certain I place. I right, yield my right, flesh right, right now. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a choice. Right. You then make a choice. You're gonna, going to yield to the Holy Spirit, allow him to flow through you, or you're just going to go with your flesh. But there, there's an actual, for me, there's a process. That's the early
2: stages of that. Once you learn to be led, that's a, a later stage. You, you Everybody starts by saying, what would Jesus do? You know, that's how people start. And then and then they get to the We're place where I, he's telling you what to
3: do. <laughs> he would yield to the fruit of the All right, but nobody say I can
0: do all things. Mm-hmm. All right. Man, we we say here all the time, what's all mean? All means
1: what? All.
0: All, all means all. All right. So, but once again, you're dealing with the phrase, okay, <laughs> it's too hard. Okay, you have to believe you can do all things. So, you know, so, but if you have the mindset, I can only love some people or this person or that person, then you really kind of cancel out this scripture because he said, I can do all things. And so I think we're guilty of picking and choosing. Am I correct? I know we want to pick and choose and say, well, okay, I'm love this person, <laughs> not this one. I can do this, I can do that. And so we got to be very careful not to. Pick and choose, especially okay, when it comes to um, like certain people are difficult, or I think Gene made a point. You know, especially when it that type of pain come from somebody in the body of Christ. I think that's when it really hurts. Mm -hmm. Somebody you know is a believer. Mm
6: -hmm.
0: You know, know Christ like you know him, but that's where the pain comes from.
5: It
1: splits church and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. It does. I think you know we we underestimate the the power of of, of a revelation of what God's love is, mm-hmm. a, a a revelation of what He has done for us. If now, if we could, I want us to look at something. If we can go to Luke seven. I'm going to start at verse 40. <clears throat> Go down to 47. Luke 7, 40 to 47. And it says, in the living new... In the, in the, hold on. <clears throat> okay, New Living Translation says, then Jesus asked his... Answer his thoughts. Simon, he said to the Pharisee, I have something to say to you. Then Jesus told him this story. A man loaned money to two people, 500 pieces of silver to one and 50 pieces to the other. But neither of them could repay him. So he kindly forgave them both, canceling their debts. Who do you suppose love him more after that? Simon answered. I suppose the one for whom he canceled the of debt. That's right, Jesus said. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, look at this woman kneeling here. When I entered your home, you didn't offer me water to wash the dust from my feet. But she has washed them with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You didn't greet me with a kiss. But from the time I first came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You neglected the courtesy of olive oil to anoint my head but she has anointed my feet with rare perfume I tell you his sins her I tell you her sins and they are many have been forgiven so she has shown me much love but a person who is forgiven little shows only little love there's a key right there at 47. Mm-hmm having an understanding of how much forgiveness, how much mercy and grace has been extended to us, having a revelation of what Christ has done for us. The deeper that revelation goes, the, 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 the Holy Spirit is able to flow through us in those times of pressure because of the revelation of God's love for us. Because like you said, you know, you, you doing we doing it in and of ourselves. We can't our flesh is gonna there are, our, our flesh has a a point, mm-hmm. a breaking point, where it's it's gonna it's gonna bust. Like just like that old song where he, where he said, Don't push me because I'm close to the edge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Or you're
3: on your last nerve.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> on my last nerve. But in order for you to love like this, we have to we have to just rest and sit in that reality of of God's love for us, or otherwise, somebody gonna get on your last nerve, and you are gonna have a flesh flash. We we gonna have a moment because our flesh will get pushed beyond the brink because this stuff that. Jesus told talking about him in Matthew 5. It's like, you're doing too much. This too much. Yeah. All right,
0: this is Kareem. I'm going back to our line. It says, if we train ourselves to think we can do all things through Christ, we will find that nothing God asks us to do is too hard. The truth is, thinking something is too hard is what often makes it too hard for us. So if you, it's talking about not thinking we so you think something is too hard Then often it's going to be too hard All right, but I want to look at the next scripture I think this is interesting um, Let's go to Matthew's chapter 7 Verses Let me see, 7 And we're going to start Let's see. Let's start with 13. I'm in a New Living Translation. It it says, You can enter God's kingdom only through a narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad. And its gates are wide for the men who choose that way. But the gateway to life is very very narrow. And the world is difficult. And only a few ever find it. Now, when we read it, I know this in the context. This is talking about I believe salvation, but I'm just going to read out what it says here. In Matthew 13 and 4, Jesus talks about setting before us two paths that travel through life, we must choose one. He offers us a narrow path, which all together, although it is contracted with pressure, leads to life. He also offers us a broad path, which is easier to travel, but leads to destruction. Our temptation is to take the easy way. But that is not the best way. This could be a place where many people will use the excuse it's just too hard. So I like the description where it says, okay, so when it comes to this type of love that we're talking about, okay, it's going to come with pressure. So we we chose those that say the narrow way. But like we say, it says the narrow way is difficult and only a few ever find it. So would y'all think that when it comes to loving difficult people, do you think that we uh, would you agree with that a lot of people don't walk in this? Because they what's it say if you find it and it's difficult?
3: The sad thing about that is they never avail themselves to the divine love that's inside of them, they never find out. What is really inside, and if they'll just yield to it and let it flow, how easy, you know, God makes it. It's uh-huh. no longer that hard. And once the more you walk in that, you're not you're not going to say that anymore. Oh, this is too hard. Right. You already know the grace comes. You yield to the Spirit and let His love flow. So I think people miss precious opportunities to see what it's like to walk as a
5: child of God. I know, it's true. I think it's like we're not showing the love because we're not experiencing it or knowing it. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I I thought about it, I said, you know, and Julie's probably to testify in this going to Caris Bible College. But I know that I've heard some of the teachers out there on videos and stuff they'll talk about like people will come out there and be like, you know, we're gonna teach you about God's love And we are like, Oh yeah, I know God loves me, you know, it'd be just like this, like shower, but then there's been so many testimonies you hear of folks who go out like to a, an atmosphere, you know, mm-hmm. to hear the word, to know about God's love and you know, you just come out change, and you're know, like, whoa, you know, I didn't know God loved me like that, and then having that relationship every day, and I think that's why a lot of, you know, it's hard to love others when we don't realize God loves us. I, I know that I had something happen to me past months, so and it was something I was thinking about and praying about, over a situation with somebody, and I had had God kind of ask me, it's like, well, what if... I'm, asking, you know, I'm doing this for this person. It's like, well, what if they had did this for you, Julie? And immediately, like, this guard came up. And I'm like, no, I'm not worth it. And you're, like, before I could even, like, I, I didn't mean I even said that, but I was about, I go, there it is. Mm-hmm. I'm not counting myself worth something, so, you know, mm-hmm. just being real, you know, it was a situation. I go, we don't really realize how much God loves us. We, any of us, you know, and then when we don't know, we're not, you know,
0: it's like an empty well. You know, there's nothing to get out, and yeah, like you're saying. It, yeah. But I mean, I like what it said. I mean, he makes it plain here that okay, the role. Think about it, the road to life. He says it's difficult. Okay, it comes with pressure. It comes with hardship, but that role leads to life. And I don't know about you, if you know, we got to pick roles. I'm saying, because I mean, think about it when. I know when we tell everybody to come to Christ, we tell them all the good things. And that's true. There's going to be, you know, great things when you come to Christ. But Jesus makes a plan. He says, "Okay, this road to life is going to be difficult. And he said, only if you find it. So he lets us know he doesn't hide it from me. He said, this is going to be hard. Choosing life. Too
5: many times it's not taught, which we know here, of course, but, you know. That it's not coming from God, it's the enemy's going to attack you. You know, it's like, oh God, you know, he, he's going to allow this. No, no, no God has good for me. That's a good part, right? It's like the bad part is like you choose the good path, so you're going to have a target on your back. But like, what is it? Greater seasons and Jesus overcame. The world, you, know? Mm-hmm. you know, yeah, but you, you know, yeah,
0: yeah, but it says you know, temptations to take the easy. I don't know about you. I
5: I like easy. Yeah.
0: I like easy. I mean, all of us here, like, we like things to be easy, but when it gets difficult, then we say, okay, now, I know when my walk around, I was like, okay, I didn't expect this to be this hard, you know, um, the people that you are in relationship with and actually, like, so you know, fellow believers, you know, whatever relationship is, you didn't, sometimes you don't expect it to be that hard. It's like, wait a minute, was it supposed to be this hard or... You know, I thought this was going to be, you know, you know how they say we want to live happy ever after. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it don't always end that way. Mm -hmm. It don't always end that way. But but we
3: think about it. What was God's eternal purpose was for us to be conformed to the image of his son. Mm -hmm. And that only happens on the railroad. It doesn't happen in the broad valleys. Right. Or on the mountaintops, it happens, unfortunately, (laughs) on the narrow path. And if we don't choose to go that way, we're just missing opportunities to become Christ-like.
0: Right.
3: But I think that takes, when a lot of people, when you first get saved, all we think about is what God can do for us. Like, you know, a little genie, rub your genie, and oh, all my needs are going to be met. And we're very Mm self-focused. But if, if we mature... Appropriately, this, that's not the best word, but our goal should change to be like Jesus.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm glad mm-hmm. like I say saved the way I did. I was sitting around a table like this, and there was an explosion of God. Like we were smoking dope and drinking, you know, liquor and stuff, and, and this explosion of God. We're talking. We always talked about God, but but uh, never about Jesus somebody was saying, "How do I find God? What do I have to do? Get on my knees and scream for him to come and he'll show up." Someone at the end of the table said, "You don't have to do anything. He's here." And when they said that, the love of God exploded in this place. And I I I was I wanted to get up and run cuz it scared me. I tried to push away from the table and I couldn't. And and I started groaning in the spirit. I mean, terrible noises coming out of me. And uh I woke up the next morning and I was different. I mean, I I was, I I didn't say the sinner's prayer or nothing, but I woke up the next morning. I didn't want to do drugs. I didn't want to do all the stuff I was doing. I mean, I just, it was just not in me to want to do it. And I didn't have to go out and and I was just full of God for 25 years, you know, for that one little shot. I
0: want to read this one out. It says it's interesting that the narrow path, the one that leads to life, includes pressure. This is because our enemy, Satan, will do anything he can to prevent us mm-hmm. from taking the path that leads to life, to a life we can enjoy. So we see the enemy want to prevent you from loving this way, loving difficult people, because he understand, hey, if I can keep you, you're not going to walk in
6: mm-hmm.
0: this, you know, as we call it, the abundant life that we talked about, the eternal life that we talk about. Gave so, works
3: by love, so if he can keep you out of that. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: And that's his job. He wanna keep us from doing that. So he wants us to say, Well, it's too hard, it's too difficult. And he wants us to quit gave okay, in. Because he you know, hey, if they if I ever if they get to the point where they love him like God loves, then they're gonna experience right, this Amen. abundant life that Jesus promised. So he's gonna fight us. I could
2: love bad people, but not mean people. <laughs> like when I when I got saved, the people that, that I all that I knew, mm-hmm. they were drug dealers, porn dealers, dealer in stolen goods. And if you wanted a watch or a ring or a motor for a car, anything, you could buy it from them. And I knew all of them, and they were all my friends, and they all had money, and they were kind and generous, but they were all bad. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't hard to love them because they were easy to get along with, you know.
0: But you said, okay, you love you can love bad people, not mean people.
2: Mean people is where I have my problem. When someone's mean to me, I want to I want to lash back. And uh, now that I'm getting older, I don't so much. <laughs> but,
1: but see, either.
2: even even way
1: you describe that, because people can be in a certain lifestyle, but still have certain fruits mm-hmm. that some of us believers are
5: lacking,
1: mm-hmm. right? That's true, yeah. And that's the thing that, it, and it, it really it messes people, messes mm-hmm. with, with people. It's like, okay, you got the Christian t-shirt on, but you just cussed me out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But that guy that came out of that biker
2: joint helped fix my tire.
3: And you're saying he's going to hell, but you're not. Right. <laughs> it makes it look even Remember the guy
2: across the street from us when my father died? And, and uh, he came out and saw me. He said, what are you doing? I said, how come you didn't go to work? I said, my father died when we went up to New Jersey. And he took a roll of money out. This guy was a bookie. He said, how much you need? He said, he the to keep my Cadillac take my car I mean now now here's a guy obviously involved in the dark side but had a heart of goals like that and he would come home the 4th of July and have like uh watermelons and throw them in a the swimming pool and bring all these big steaks and cook for the whole neighborhood I mean just a nice guy but he was involved in stuff that what he, he did a couple prison sets mm-hmm. because of the stuff he did
4: oh that was fascinating
5: I guess this is why it's important to have a teaching spirit, so and Because <laughs> I have yes. we've all went around doing this before. I know. Right. I still do where it's like, oh my gosh, they smoke. They must not be a Christian. Oh my gosh, they cuss. They must not be a Christian. How can they know God? And it drives you completely crazy for years.
2: See, for me, when right. I got saved, I used to tell God, you got ripped off on this deal. You died for me. I mean, look at me. I, I would tell him, look at me. Look at me, why would you die for me? And and I as time went on I realized why. It's that love you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at first it's like this this isn't an even deal at all, you know? Like I got a Cadillac and he got a broken down little model mm-hmm. T or something. Mm-hmm.
1: And the, the the thing about it is he don't see it that way. Uh uh-uh. uh
2: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I was young in the Lord and that's how I saw it. I mm-hmm. saw it. I wasn't worth it. That's what I saw.
0: And so the role we on is difficult. Comes pressure, but it leads to life. That's what that scripture saying. Okay, let's go to Matthew. What do you okay. think life means
3: there? I think that's maybe something people
0: don't understand. What What do What's you mean that leads to life? Right. Well, like I said, I tell people, you know, is you know, we we receive eternal life when we get saved, but then he abundant life. And so, I think a lot of people, you receive eternal, but that don't mean. I think walking in this love, it means you experience the abundant life. What well, we talk just talking about the fruit of the spirit.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: So abundant life is what he's talking about. The abundant life, walking in the fruit of the spirit, um, walking in this love. And so people don't understand. We do we only we spend more time teaching eternal life. Or and then we define that as going to heaven.
3: Or well, we define abundant life as having lots of stuff.
0: Right. That's true too, yeah. And so, therefore, it it loses. I mean, so the thing, like you said, if I got a lot of stuff, then okay, I got money in life. No, but you still cussing people out, <laughs> and still, you know, but yeah, okay, yeah, but I got all these material things. That's mm-hmm. like no, it's it's more to it than that. You
3: well, know, that life is walking in peace when someone's cussing you out.
1: That's right. <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's
2: good. That's, that's something good. I couldn't do once 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 I got saved. I couldn't cuss. I just couldn't, and, and before that, I was like every other word. But once, like once that night happened, I couldn't. I just it just wouldn't come out.
0: Well, when I got, I mean, I guess I went. I didn't do a lot of cussing, guys. Like I got to say when I was ten, when I was young. But you know, when I got older, you know, you get influenced by the culture, and it's, you know, every now and then use cuss word. But then, me, I asked God to help me stop that because I knew it. I know it would affect my witness and so he helped me stop that you know but yeah I mean it, was, it wasn't something that I started out doing but, See, I didn't
2: even ask him to stop any of that stuff it just my desire right. it stopped
7: I told him. Matthew 13 14 it, it seems like there's a lot of Revelation in there to be had you know it's you know looking if looking through like Julius has said many times through grace lenses. There's a lot here, you know, as far as, you know, with that life. And it, it just don't seem like it's like a heaven and hell road here we're talking. It's it's a lot, a lot to be I've meditated on it before and gotten some things from it, but I just think it's a whole lot to be had and A lot of revelation to receive here, Um, looking through those grace lenses, and kind of like with the conversation you, everybody, you guys have all been having with different people, you know.
0: Okay. All right. So let's go stay in that book. Let's stay in Matthew. Let's go eleven and I'm gonna start at um twenty eight, and I'm gonna read it from the um, from New Living. Translation
2: from
0: there. What, what chapter was that again? Um, chapter 11. What
2: verses? We're
0: going to read 20, 28 through 30. Okay. It said, then Jesus said, Come to me all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart. And you will find rest for your soul. He said, For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. So we see here, okay, Jesus said, Okay, so we're going to do this. He he makes it again, come to me. Okay, so if you're trying to do it, he says, I will give you rest. He says, Okay, I'm going to give you ability to do this. So we're talking about loving difficult people. When you get in him, when you allow the Holy Spirit, he says here, Hey, Okay, my yoke is easy to bear. My burden is light. It gets easier as we allow the Holy Spirit to work in our lives. It gets easier to love difficult people. But he gives us the formula right here. Come to me. Oh, we're weary. I like
1: this a whole lot better than Matthew Five.
6: (laughs) I was just gonna say I like to hear
1: more.
7: I'd like to hear more on this cuz we just went we just went from how hard it is in you know Matthew seven thirteen fourteen. 14 now all of a sudden things sounded pretty easy here on uh 11:28 through 30
0: yeah right, but he makes it clear he says what 29 take my yoke upon you he's saying okay now it's talking about his mm-hmm. not yours not the world not the cultures okay. My yoga upon you. He says, let me teach you because I'm humble and gentle at heart and I will give you rest for your soul. So he says, okay, let me do this through you, not you That's on your I own strength. Say. It
3: sounds like let me love that unlovable person
0: right.
5: through you. Right. It'll be my love. I'm just gonna push it through you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love, it's come unto me. And you know, one time I thought about that in general, you know, about loving others, but know. You know, just doing things just to do right. And I was like, come to me, I'm here wearing laden? and I will give you rest. You'll give yourself the rest. Like, he's the one who does it. And then, yoke know, is easy, burden's light.
0: Because I would listen to a testimony of a guy the other day. He was saying, he was struggling with some stuff, and he was telling God, you know, I'm, I'm struggling. And, um, you know, I want to be a Christian, but I'm struggling. And he said, and the Holy Spirit spoke to him and says, Don't worry about, let me take you. you just come to me. He said, just come to me. Don't worry. He said, I'm gonna take care of all your issues. But just come to me. And I think I'm not sure if it's preached like that a lot. Because we've just obviously we says, okay, hey, if you stop sinning, then God will receive you. But you gotta stop doing this and you gotta stop doing that. You gotta stop doing this. And so once you get yourself straight, then you can come to me. But this scripture you don't say that.
2: You can relate to the disciples though when they went to the city where Jesus wasn't welcome, mm-hmm. and they said, Man, let's call fire down from heaven. We'll fry these guys. Right. You yeah. Know? Yeah. He said, Whoa, you don't know what spirit you're of and I'm saying. You, you chose these guys, mm-hmm. You know, you gotta deal with them now.
1: So. Mm-hmm. Hold, hold on, y'all. I got got a text. <laughs> the, the religious skeptic, you know, he was like, he he said, he said, you know, Eric was preaching when he was talking about how hard stuff is. But now he started talking about yokes being easy. Now you getting into that greasy gray stuff you know? <laughs> Don't don't you know that God helps those who help themselves? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's scripture.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that in the word.
5: Not scripture, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> And that was a cliche we come up with. I don't know where they got it from. I
3: had to tell my boss that one time. She came in and said something to me, and then she said, "Don't you know God help us?" Said, "Um, that's not in the Bible." Yeah, that's right, that's not <laughs> It Didn't go over very well.
2: You remember when somebody said that to us, and then they gave us a scripture? They said Deuteronomy twenty-four, four. Mm-hmm. You know, they because <laughs> they just made something up, and I and, I, and I'm thinking I want to jump all over that. But I'm not going to keep my mouth shut. Mm-hmm.
1: See, that's the Holy Ghost right there. Mm-hmm. I, I would, I would pull the Bible out myself. I'm like, okay, what's that? Let's see. Yeah. Yeah, but we come up with cases.
0: But like I said, I don't. If you can help yourself, you don't. Know, we we need Jesus.
5: Exactly. Yeah, need him it's not. We're saying do the wrong thing. It's you do the right thing. Right. God help you do the right thing. And that's <laughs>
3: different from if a man will not work neither shall right. he eat.
5: That's confusing
3: yeah. the two yeah. things. Right.
5: <laughs> I love it that you know it's like we talking about in the church around the Zeta. Like one extreme is like. Hellfire, Brimstone,
0: and then it's Greasy Grace this way, but I love how we talk here, and Andrew Womack Ministries, it's a balance, you know, so. He says, take my yoke, he says, learn of me, he says, let me teach you how to love this way, let me teach you how to love difficult people, Mm -hmm. I want to show you how to do it, Mm -hmm. and he says, and that's what that key is, if we're willing to learn there used to be a teacher, okay, yeah, whoever wouldn't learn, mm-hmm. then yeah, okay, they're the ones, okay, okay, I got it. But if you're not willing to learn from Jesus and allow Him to change the way you think, you know, show you how to do it. Because I mean, I, that's not our prayer. I said, okay, God, I need you for you to show me how to love this person because I don't know how to do it. And that's okay if you don't know how to do it. And God wants to hear, He wants you to say, okay, I don't know how to do this.
3: You know, what we're talking about, to me, is what Romans 12 means. When you present your body as a living right. sacrifice, yeah. you put your flesh on the altar and mm-hmm. you yield to to the Holy Spirit and let him work. I help, That's well-pleasing to God. That's, I helped
2: the church that I first went to if I got saved. Because every time i come into the church, I'd have three or four outlaw motorcycle guys with me. And these were Pentecostal holiness people, you know, with... White, the women wore white and had scarves. And man, I was bringing these guys in there, and they smelled like dope and alcohol. And and uh, it's it's funny after a while, after a couple of years, a lot of them got saved. And after a couple of years, uh, they were part of the church, you know, hierarchy. The, these guys that were you know thugs, and it was it's hilarious to just watch it happen.
0: But I mean, I, we talked about last lesson. Well, sometimes you may have a set boundaries, so you may have to ask God, "Okay, show me how
6: mm-hmm.
0: to set boundaries. You know, healthy boundaries, which because you got to protect your emotion, protect yourself, not get abused.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, yeah. not become a doormat. We're not yeah. talking about being a doormat. Yeah, yeah. So this type of love. But sometimes people think this type of love means, okay, somebody's gonna walk all over me. No, we're not saying that. You may have to ask, okay, I want to love this person unconditionally, but show me how and Show me how to set the right boundaries where hey, I still show them unconditional love, but yet protect, you know, where I'm not being walked over, being taken advantage of.
5: I had a situation happen to me like about a couple of months ago. I don't know if I mentioned this yet. If I did try me shut up, but it was um I had saw um a woman, but I mean a girl, we were girls and youth group together, and we had a friendship, but it, the more I look back, it was kind of like I was the awkward kind of token friend, you know. And I mean, she she was a good friend in a lot of ways. But anyways, there was just there were some not good things there, and I experienced a lot of pain from it. And her and I kind of went our own ways anyway. Long story short, both thirty-something-year-old women, I had even been on Facebook book with, with her for a little bit, and I would try to kind of you know a little bit when I was on there, and she wouldn't really say much back, and it was kind of like that thing. But anyhow, I finally just. I'm the type eventually, I just remove somebody if you're not gonna, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to friend, but I mean, you know, it, it's not petty, it's just more, I don't need that in my life, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna keep spending my time. Well, anyhow, I, I had saw her and I, I saw her unexpectedly in my store that I work in, and she came up in my line, was doing self checkout, and the way I handled it, I felt bad at first, like it was that proverbial, like, I'm doing this my way, God. And then I come to him later, and I go, God, I'm sorry. And what I did is, she came up to me, and she kind of, like, everything's good, you know. Oh, hey. And I go, At first I had to recognize it has been so long I go, Hey, and then I, inside it was, I said, oh, you look at yourself, check out line and starts over here. I did like this. And it was like, in myself, like, I was running from God over, I'm like, oh, I just, I'm not going to be moving A couple days later, the next few days, I kind of thought it out, prayed it out. And I mean, I was willing to be like, I'm sorry, you know, God, I should have did this or whatever. And I really felt like God showed me I handled it the proper way. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't expect me. It's like almost some of the stuff I went through, the pain and the things like that, I would have subjected myself to that again. And it wasn't that, you know, I had to hate her or to hate her or anything like that. It was from a distance. Like, you know, we're saying, you know, it's sometimes some people it's like, I'm sorry, you know, and. I, I've said this too. I knew her mother. I go, who's to say she did? Went back to her mom, and you know, they're close or whatever. Like, mom, yeah, I saw Julie. She did this, and her mom would be the type to go say her name is Sue. I'm Jesse. Sorry, <laughs> and somebody, you know, like and you know, um, how did you treat Julie? You know, and I know that would be kind of a situation. And I go, sometimes she just—it's amazing how God will tell us to do something. You know, like sometimes you know, because He knows. You know, it's like sometimes we need to. You know, really extend ourselves hard, but sometimes he knows it's like, listen, it's okay, just pray for them, just them in my hands. Mm-hmm. It
1: was one of those situations. All right, I, I want to kind of throw this out there. Like now, <clears throat> I I hear boundaries, right? This word boundaries, and it it makes logical sense, mm-hmm. but when I look at Matthew five, I don't see the type of boundary we're talking about. I just want us to kind of just chew on this, right? So some somebody might present this to you because mm-hmm. you look at verse 38. I'm reading in the Passion Translation. It says, Your ancestors have also been taught. Take an eye in exchange for an eye and a tooth in exchange for a tooth. However, I say to you, do not repay an evil act for another evil act. But whoever insults you by slapping you on the right cheek Turn the other to him as well. If someone is determined to sue you for your coat, give him the shirt off your back as a gift in return. And and should people in authority take advantage of you, do more than what they demand. Learn to generously share what you have with those who ask for help and don't close your heart to the one who comes to borrow from you now it's just straight. If I'm reading this and just taking it literal, people are taking advantage of me here. They saw me without calls, they slapping me. How do I how do I? Respect here, uh, uh, be obedient to this, and still, and but set boundaries the way we talking about.
0: I just think that's what we just said that's a, that's, a, that's Holy Spirit.
5: Yeah,
0: he has to you know, navigate that thing. Yeah, he has to navigate that. There was a law
2: back then: the Roman soldier could make him carry. You can make him, make you carry his stuff for a mile. And that's why he said when he's forcing you to go a mile, go two. So that, that's like keeping coals on that soldier's head. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not stopping at a mile. I'll, I'll take it further for you.
3: To me, this conveys an attitude. It, it conveys a heavenly perspective, not the specific things that he's saying uh-huh. to do. Because if someone slaps me on a cheek, I am probably not going to say, "Go ahead and knock on this one too." I don't think that's what I don't think that's what I would, saying, I would
2: say, "Lord, are they testing me with this? But it, or is this something I have to defend?" In all things,
3: so? that's the key to me because Jesus said, "I only do what I see my Father do and hear what I and what I hear my Father say." So it's in any kind of situation. I think the thing is, you still go to the Holy Spirit. What would you? Have me doing this situation. Right. But always keeping an attitude of love.
4: Okay. Was it something at the end of there that said, um, give to those that ask to borrow or something? Mm-hmm.
1: Verse 42 says, in the Passion Translation, it says, learn to generously share what you have with those who ask for help. Don't close your heart to the one who comes to borrow from you.
4: Okay, because I was thinking like, if you have X amount of money to pay for your it's like a boundary thing maybe like you have X amount of money to pay for your mortgage it can't possibly mean oh but can I borrow some money and then you give them you know your mortgage money you see Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. so it can't just be whatever well hold on see.
1: hold on somebody else is hitting me up he says y'all supposed to be word people. Doesn't it say give and it shall be given unto thee? Pressed down, shaken
2: together, running over. But if I don't have a house to live in, where am I at? Once it's, again. It's, I can't help anybody. But isn't it you you give as you're
3: lead, not as people demand from you. Right. It. If you gave every time someone
4: asked you, you would have absolutely nothing. Right.
6: To that's, give.
4: That's my point. Why yeah. I mean the Bible kind of is a little confusing.
1: But see, this is what I'm saying. See, and this is why, you know, because everything that we're saying, it makes logical sense. Yes. But these conditions aren't in the beatitudes. And people will present this to you as a you know as a as a genuine question. Because mm-hmm. if you look at how radical this is, those conditions Jesus ain't say nothing about no mortgage or rent or food. He ain't say nothing about that. He just it's 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 saying what it's saying right here.
0: That's what we say we gotta. Like I said, I mean, somebody may ask for your part of your mortgage, but as Terry was saying, okay, is the Holy Spirit telling me? Because if He gonna tell you to give it, then trust me, He gonna supply you to make up that
1: probably more than that. So y'all be cheating. <laughs> the Holy Ghost is always the correct answer. It
3: is. Keep more. The answer to a million and one
4: questions. Be led. That's it. Well, because how many times did they try to kill Jesus? Yeah. Did he let them kill Amen. him? Amen. No. So.
6: The right. Only reason he get killed because it wasn't his time. Mm-hmm. Right. Right.
1: Yeah, because the scripture says the wages of sin is death mm-hmm. so but how could they sin. kill him if he was
2: uh, without sin and they didn't kill him <laughs> anyway he laid his life down that's yeah, right that's right yeah' right he could he could have brought lightning out of the sky and fried all those guys mm-hmm.
4: right but he didn't just allow them to do all kinds of hard things oh no, you know, no, no beat him up no, 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 all you know and kill him he saved him, it all so. for the end <laughs>
2: and
3: then
4: they wanted to slap his cheek and, you know
3: another answer to the verses to as you're just reading. If I'm if I'm consciously loving someone in this way, they can never take advantage of me, because I'm fully aware of it and I'm yielding. that's good. Right, I'm allowing yeah. the, the the love to flow, so they're not abusing me.
6: That's sure. right, and that's so. what that's what abundant <laughs> life
2: is. Abundant life is having enough to meet all your needs and some left over to meet other people's needs. And, and the key is to know which people you're supposed to. Help,
3: it's only when we're protecting self that we feel taken advantage of. But when you realize I'm dead, my life is in him, what do you want me to do? They can't take advantage. I like that, that's
0: good because you gotta say it again. Because I mean, like you said, if I'm fully conscious of what I'm doing,
3: okay, you're choosing to love. If
0: I'm choosing to do that, then though on the outside, like you're taking advantage of me, I'm not hurt by it because I already expect. So, yes, I gotta I gotta kinda tweak that or something.
6: But also
4: being led by the Holy Spirit, this example jumped into my head. It's really cool. Let's say you have a married couple, whether one whether the other spouse is saved or not, one of them is okay, wants to give a certain amount of money to somebody because they asked them for it. Well, you have to be led by the spirit because you can't cause strife between the spouses. And one spouse says no and the other one says yes. So there you go. What do you do? If your man says no, it's no. <laughs>
6: that's so that's the way it
3: works in our house.
4: <laughs> Ooh,
3: so that's, yes, that's it. Ooh, so we ain't that's gonna, mess we gonna mess with that one.
4: And why yeah, with that?
3: No, because I just submit. I submit to him, and God's responsible yeah. for the results so of dealing through him. Oh, I'm not just. I don't. I don't, do I don't have it. anything to oh, lose.
0: God. You go with no, up a can of worms there.
4: But I'm Gosh. just saying, like <laughs> you can't just go out on your own <laughs> and, and go. Well, I'm following what the Bible says. <laughs> give because now you've got the spouses involved. Right. I threw a wrench on purpose.
2: I was going to buy a car one time, and she didn't like it, like the idea. And I, I finally said in frustration, I tell you what, you, you take care of all the bills, and I'll just sit back. And that way, if, if I can't, I, see if I make a mistake when I'm taking care of the bills, God takes me to the woodshed and straightens me out. I said, You take care of it. I do. Now, take take care care of the bills. now you do. But back then, we didn't have any money, so I, I didn't want you to have the stress. <laughs> you don't have stress now, you can just write checks. But, but it was a lot of stress and paying bills back then, and, and I took the stress. I didn't want her to do it. And uh, I told her, you, you, you do it, and that way if you make a mistake, I can deal with you. And she thought about it for a couple of days. But finally, she said, no, I've decided you can make those decisions. That's a good It comes
3: to, it's a heart-wrenching thing. It comes to where you have to put your trust in God to deal with your spouse. And that even if it's a wrong decision, he will protect you. Because your heart attitude is right. He will honor that. And it just takes
4: away the fear. Mm
0: -hmm. That's good. Mm -hmm. That's true. I think my
4: point that came to my mind was like, in that situation, you can't just go with what this scripture says. You have to go to another one. You see what I mean? You have to get out of this one and go to the other one that has to do with spouses. Does that make sense? Okay. And the other thing I learned
3: is when the spouse is wrong, this can go either way. When the spouse turns out to be wrong, you just zip the I told you so. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> yeah.
2: That just
3: has to stay unspoken.
2: Mm. Right? Yep. One of these days, house.
3: Right to the moon. Jackie
6: <laughs>
0: All right, we're going to end with this scripture. Uh, let's go to phrase PETA. Chapter 5, we're going to do 6 and 7. That's, I think that's a good segue into to what we're talking about. I'm going to read it from the, the uh, Amplified version. First Peter, chapter 5, 6 and 7. It says, therefore, humble yourselves. It says, demote, lower yourselves in your own estimation. Under the mighty hand of God that in due time he may exalt you, casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, mm-hmm. all your worries, all your concerns once and for all on him for he for he cares for you affection affectionate, affectionately and cares about you watchfully. And so Terry is talking about that like we, she says okay, It says it casts all your your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns when it comes to loving difficult people. I'm going to give all that to him. And he's going to protect that. If I cast cast all your cares on him, for he cares for me, so I do all that. He got me
3: that's what you're doing when you love the unlovely. You
0: right. are humbling yourself. Yes, you're doing. That's yes, right. Yeah, definitely, you're demoting. It says lower yourself into in your own estimation. Because mm-hmm. I think I've heard a counselor say that you know, when you're in a, a marriage, it says she said be careful to say what what I deserve. Now he says not what you you know deserve It's what you negotiate. Mm-hmm. And he said that to take some of the... Because then you think you deserve something. But if, if you say you humble yourself, okay, in my own estimation, sometimes we think this is what I deserve. I'm not going to say that you're wrong, but when, like you said, when you're humbling yourself.
3: And there's something wrong with that word deserve because if I think I deserve something, you owe me. Right. And now it's a debt and there's no grace. If you try to give somebody a gift, Mm-hmm. The people that just can't, will not receive from you. There's no grace. And and no matter how many times my mother was like that, no matter how many times I would just oh, what can I get her? What can I? even something she asked for when you go to give it to her? I can't take that. And and so after a while I'd say
2: What do we used to call what? her? The whack 'em up. When you hit her and she pop up somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You know, there's games where you hit, no, you hit I did not call my mother that. <laughs> <laughs> Said, you can't you can't say anything to her. She
3: just has an answer for everything. The whack-a-mole. But, but if a person feels like they deserve it, then they've earned it. Right. You can't gift them anything. Yeah. Right. Cuts off all grace.
2: I couldn't make that lady happy. Because if sorry. I don't get it, leaves one then time. I, I couldn't feel make
0: her happy. Um, less than, okay. It's almost like a transaction. I didn't get paid for. Yeah, you got cheated. Right. Because
3: you really earned it. Till you deserved it. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's a grace killer. <laughs> yes, it is. All right, last man. So it said, when it gets hard to love someone else, listen to God. Walk down the path he sets for you. One step, one act of love at a time. So that's when it gets too hard and you got to take this one step, one act of love at a time.
6: And we get
3: confused because we think love should have certain feelings. Yes. And it's an act of obedience. So if we can get that straight, we can do that without any positive feelings, just being obedient. I think people think there should be, that love always means that you have good feelings towards someone. Right. Necessarily. No. That time I gave the pirate, <laughs> the pirate,
2: I call him, I had Maddie at a fast food restaurant, we were eating lunch. This guy came in with a pirate's hat and boots up to his knees, and he was asking people for money, and walking around. And I'm thinking, I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking, I'm looking at him, thinking to myself, I wouldn't give that man ten cents. <laughs> the Holy Spirit told me right after I said that, wouldn't you give him fifty bucks, and I went, "Come on, fifty bucks!" And he was panhandling in there, and I, and I went up and gave him a fifty dollar bill. And he started weeping and telling me his life story and stuff. So it, you know, love, love does it he looked like a flim flammer. So it shows you we don't know what we're talking about. We judge people. Yeah, yeah God knows.
0: Yeah. All right. So we're gonna end this tonight. We'll see you again next week. Thank you, social media.
7: We'll be back again with you next week on lesson three. Good night, everybody. Right. Good night. Good class.